To be an effective salesperson, you need to be seen as a respected resource for your clients. The way to do that is to establish relationships built on trust, like over a cup of coffee with a good friend. So, let's drink coffee and make friends. It's what salespeople do. Welcome to the Drink Coffee Make Friends podcast. I'm Mark Roberts. I'm the host of the show, and I'm joined by Tom Coates, the director of the Center for Professional Selling in the Jones College of Business at Middle Tennessee State University. Welcome, Tom. Hey, proud to be here. Proud to be True Blue. Yeah, you bet. And today we're going to talk about uh, how to make your sales approach sing and dance its way to success. Now, I thought we were in the business department, not the drama department. What does what this make our sales uh, presentation sing and dance? Well, okay, so I got a little bit creative with the title. Okay, guilty. <laughs> it is boil it down. It is making that first impression. Okay. And if you can't make that sing and dance, you might be in trouble. Well, that's true because uh, at this point in the sale, the prospect might not know us. We may have a, another sale that we've made to them in the past and we're, we're planning on another approach with a different product or a different opportunity. But typically we're talking at this point about the person that might just be making a good first impression, how to be yep. able to approach that prospect. How, how does a salesperson the, start with the that? The funny thing is that in today's environment, most of the time that sale has already been made. It is your job as the sales guy not to blow it. Hmm. It's because we all do our research. We've all been trained by, you know, we all go to Amazon. We do our research there and we purchase things from Amazon. We we look at the reviews. We look at the, the, um, the comments and all that associated with those. We do all that pre-call research, pre-purchase research mm-hmm. now. Well, Business people do the exact same thing. Sure. And as a professional salesperson, I know that they've already, I'm sitting down talking with them. They've already made a decision, maybe not to pull the trigger and buy, but at least they're leaning that way typically. And it's my job not to blow this. Mm -hmm. So I have to make a great first impression. So let's talk about, let's break that down and just put it really in just simple terms. Mm Mm-hmm. We all under, understand that first impression. There are certain things, and then it's called the approach in sales. Okay, and and it does not need to be awkward or weird because sales guys do the same type of hello. I call it hello with a purpose. We do the same hello that every other normal human being does. Uh, there's just a couple of things that we do differently. So first, always use the buyer's name who you're meeting with. Everybody loves to hear their name. Mm-hmm. Always use their name. Clearly state your name and and what your company is and what you do for that company. Today, we still exchange business cards, and there's whole, a whole um, study on how to handle business cards. So if we have a moment at the end, let's chat about sure. that. Yeah. So exchange business cards. Remind them that, that you were actually raised by a loving family, and so say thank you for meeting with me. Mm-hmm. You know, have your manners. Sure. Now, here's where a couple of things that sales guys do that normal people do not. As a sales guy, a sales guy is going to to confirm that the meeting time is still okay with the prospect. Okay. 
All right, so you don't want to get into a situation and go, hey, I got a hard stop in five minutes, and you've scheduled you know, half an hour or an hour and a half with the person. So you need to confirm that at the very beginning. The second thing that a sales guy is going to do, and I, y'all, when I say sales guy, I mean male <laughs> and female, so y'all cut me some slack. Okay, so, so the second thing that, that's kind of weird what a salesperson is going to do, how sad is that matter? work. <laughs> what we do is we will confirm that we're speaking to the right person. I know that sounds weird. You don't do that in your normal day of life, but we will ask the question, should someone else be part of this conversation? Talk for a second about why that's important. You can waste a lot of time explaining everything to somebody and they just sit there and smile and nod, and they can't do anything about it. Or they could use it also as a as an out, right? It's like you know yeah. what? Now that we've talked about this, really need to get to this other person, and then you're then you're back at square one. You, you are. It's, you, you wasted your time, and that's one thing you cannot replace. But actually, I, before we um, confirm the decision maker, I like to do a, a, another thing as well. Prior to that, I like to give the purpose statement. Hmm. All right, my friend, every meeting you ever have for the rest of your life, you need to begin that meeting with a purpose statement. Hmm. All right, that's important because one thing, the person that you're meeting with, okay, they are busy people as well. You've made a set, you may have set this meeting up a month ago or a week ago, yeah, whatever why, why, it is. Why are we doing this again? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they've had life happen to them left or right this whole time. So you sit down with them and go, hey, Mark, the purpose of this meeting, just so we're on the same page, is Boom. we're going to discuss the Drink, Coffee, Make Friends podcast. Mm-hmm. And then the, the buyer's going to go, yeah, okay. And then you go, should someone else be part of this conversation or are the two of us, are we okay? Are we good? Mm-hmm. And they typically would say, no, I got this. Mm-hmm. Occasionally they would say, I wish that Pat could join us. Well, let's get Pat in this, you know, so we could bring Pat in now, or if it's crucial for Pat to be part of this, and Pat, my friends, is a fictitious person I'm using. <laughs> and uh, so you bring this other person in then, or if it's crucial for them to be part of the meeting, then you can reschedule. It's not the end of the world. But after you've de- declared your purpose, got the confirmation that, yep, that's what they agreed to meet with you about, then you look him dead in the eye and go, Mark, do you have any other goals for this meeting? Hmm. Now, why would you do that? That's a good That's a, a good thing to do, but explain oh, why. Oh, my goodness, you, you don't ever not do that. Mm-hmm. Because remember I told you that they're doing their research ahead of time? Mm-hmm. So they know a lot about your company. And so they've cruised around and they may have found something your company does that they know that they could use as well. And they could say, well, Tom, you know, actually, while you're here, can you tell me a little bit about this? Which is fantastic, because if you don't ask that question, do you have any additional goals? You're leaving money on the table. Sure. That's a very sad thing. Mm -hmm. Don't ever do that. So the approach that we're talking about really is a mindset that says I've got to establish good rapport up mm-hmm. front with the prospect. So right. How do kind of where do we go from there? All right. So the rapport part. I'm so proud you brought that up. I saved that for the. 
I saved the report part for, for kind of the end. Uh, when do you do the rapport? What is that? You'll fit it in. Typically, you fit it in right after you say hello. But there's primarily two ways to build rapport. Well, three. We'll, we'll say three. Three right. ways to build rapport. One, you're in that room, that office, wherever you're meeting with them, because someone introduced you to the buyer. You're there on a referral. All right, that is the best way to be in that room because you're coming in on the relationship that somebody else already has. Now, obviously, there was a positive relationship because they took your meeting. So you have fast-tracked your relationship and building rapport with the prospect. Mm -hmm. So that that process, and we'll talk about how to get um, referrals on a later podcast, but this this is crucial. So your favorite way, best way is on somebody else's coattails. So by a referral. The second best way is do your pre-call research and know the ins and outs of that business. And while you're sitting there and you've greeted, you know, Mark Roberts, yeah, this is really great. I really like MTSU here. You know, Last time I was here, this building and this building wasn't here, and it's just beautiful. And, and what else are you guys building here? Wow. Okay. So now that is complimenting them in a realistic, real way, not smoking stuff, mm -hmm. but a real statement, and it kind of explains things. Or you could say something to the effect of Robert, Mark Roberts, I, I, I was checking out the website for your program. And I noticed that at MTSU, you guys are the only university in the entire world that has required Dale Carnegie training for all the graduating seniors. Mm -hmm. Mark, that's amazing. How did that happen? It allows them to have a conversation. Yes. And they get to talk about something that they are oftentimes proud of or they begin to, to, to yes. pontificate. And, yes. Yeah. What yes. does that do for the relationship? Oh, when you have somebody telling you their story... When you give them an opportunity to tell you something about a thing that they're proud of, then that fast tracks your relationship. That's some good stuff there. And it also demonstrates that you care about what's going on and that you actually did your homework. Yeah. And, and the, the relationship that you're building with someone, if it's done sincerely, and I think this is where your heart is with this, that we, we show an interest in them up yeah. front in a sincere way. Yeah. Right? Because everybody is used to the person. It's like, hey, how you doing? How, you, you've been here before. Oh, no, but I'm so glad. To, hey, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. really nice, uh, that's a nice car you drove up in. Where, where did you get that? And, and they can sense the insincerity. Yeah, that's the that's a carnival barker, and I don't want to talk to those people. No. All right, so. Neither do our prospects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there, there's a, a one other way that, well, let's go back to doing your research ahead of time. Okay. If if you and I sit down and you look at my LinkedIn profile and you bring something up from my LinkedIn profile from your research that says, hey, I understand that you graduated from Mississippi State University. What's that like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, it demonstrates to me that you were interested enough in me that you looked into my past. Mm -hmm. as, and as long, guys, as long as it's on, on LinkedIn, it's fair game. That's the only social media uh, platform that you you should bring 
uh, facts into a sales meeting. Don't go to Facebook and Instagram and Hey, I saw you were at the pool. You were at the, the beach last weekend. You know, yeah, that you, looks a little creepy. Yeah, that you have Stalker. beautiful. You have beautiful children. Yes, yeah. I, yes, I do. My grandchildren are beautiful, but this is not. This yeah. is creepy that you yeah, know yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So don't do that. All right. So the third way that that we could build rapport, and this is if if we have not had the opportunity or or or. There is nothing out there for us to research. We don't have a referral. Then you're going to have to go back to old school, being observant when you walked in the premises and and just seeing things and making a a comment or asking a question relevant to what you do for a living and about that person's property, their their office, something along that line. Uh, so, and you can get really cheesy with this, so be very careful what you choose to do this. Uh, I was calling on a, a company right outside of town of here in Murfreesboro. This is years and years ago, and um, uh, the, the, um, the CFO that I was meeting with was brand new, and I I just found that out when I got to the premises because I had done my research on the previous guy. <laughs> so now here's this new guy. And so I'm flat-footed on, on him. So I'm going, okay. And I knew a good bit about the company. I did my research there, but he was brand new. Mm-hmm. So why would I mention historical facts to him? Because he's just learning how to spell the name of the company, much less know the history. So I... I looked at him and I, I said, it's fascinating. The, the, the frontage road, the road next to the interstate goes right across in front of your building, but there's a fence there. And the entrance to your building is on a side street off a gravel road in the back. Who all did you take off to make that happen? Ah, ah. And so I kind of cracked a joke that, um, an sure. observation. Yeah. And he goes, you know, that's the first thing I asked when I got here, too. And he told me the story. So it was just something obvious that was interesting that I was curious about. And, yo, a salesperson that is curious makes more money than a salesperson that just doesn't do squat. There's a story in How to Win Friends and Influence People about a sales guy that was trying to get into a busy executive. And the guy kept getting put off, put off. Well, he found out from the secretary that the um, the guy's son collected stamps, mm. and he was uh, really into that. And so he thought, well, shoot, I work in a big building, and we get letters from all over the world. Uh, that that so he went down to the mail room, and he asked the guy down there. He says, hey, you know, I'd like to get some stamps from various places, and the, they said no problem. So they gave him a few envelopes, and the next time he went up there, um, he said, you know, just happened to have some stamps with me that I thought, since you mentioned it, uh, see if he'd be interested in these. And uh, what wound up happening was uh, he was admitted in because the guy said, sure. And he's looking at these stamps. He's, oh, he'll love this one. He'll like that one. And then he was able to see the wall and kind of talk about some of the other things that he was interested in. Yeah. And that established a relationship. Yeah. Now, exactly. was that phony? No. No. But it was taking the extra time that to effort. find out about something that somebody enjoyed yeah. or liked or had. And, and it shows an interest. It shows a, 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 a heart for the fact that I take you as a person, not just a prospect. Now, if I had gone into the, to that guy's office and looked up on the wall 
and he had a huge um, uh, picture of the stadium at, at, from UT. And if I had made some cheesy comment about uh, UT volunteer go vols or something like that, that would have been disingenuous. And people don't like when you're that blatantly disingenuous. So always be curious and, and always be relevant about what you're doing. So just to recap, all right, so when we're building rapport, the best is having a referral that you're coming in on. And the second one is doing a pre-call research. And yeah, we could talk about that at another time, but just to kind of give you a, a, a snippet of that, it's going to be you know, research through LinkedIn and through their website and other avenues. And then actually being observant when you get there. And so those are the three primary ways that I like to build rapport. Okay, there's some minor things that we need to make sure that we do. All right, so when you bebop yourself onto that property, I have a, a pet peeve. There's, there's places by the door. I prefer to leave that for paying customers. That's just a preference of mine. Yeah, unless it's a big um, builder that has visitor parking, yeah, that's fine. That's good for it. But if it's a if it's a place for business where you know clients would actually come in, yep, I'm going to leave that that rock star parking to the people that pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to park there. I'm going to park in and quickly. My automobile is going to be clean. It's going to be crisp and clean. And I'm going to get out of my vehicle immediately, not shuffle around and put all my stuff together before I, and maybe make a phone call or two before I get out. I pull in, I park, and I get out with a purpose. And I, I briskly walk into the building and I greet the gatekeeper of that building with respect and a smile, not a cheesy fake smile, not cheesy fake respect, but that's a another human being and you treat them with respect and dignity and you ask for help and it will carry you a very long way. Very few of those people in the front get the kind of respect that they deserve because they do a lot of stuff that's important to make that business. They're the face of the business if you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. So you you walk in there, you're going there with a purpose. You're always, yeah, I tell my students to, to make sure that you show up on time. And on time means you're about 10, 15 minutes early. So be 10 minutes early. If you show up right on the time for your meeting, then you're actually late. And if you're after the time that you're supposed to be meeting, you owe an apology. Mm-hmm. So that's old school, but it's good school. Mm-hmm. All right. So we, we know that we park, we get in briskly, small. We're, very, we're friendly to everybody because nobody wants to buy anything from a grump. We need to control our nerves. I, I tell you, my very first sales call, uh, rookie sales guy, young guy. You know, I was young guy. And I was, you know, I haven't always been fat and old. I was in really good shape, and my voice quivered. My knees knocked. It was terrible. Control your nerves, and there's methods to do that. Uh, my favorite is they call it the power pose. I call it the Superman pose. It is, that's exactly what it looks like, you know, Superman with his hands on his hips. Uh, but it, dude, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, makes Always make sure you have good eye contact. They're not going to trust you unless you can look at them in the eye. 
Make sure that your conversation flows. You don't bobble things. You know what you're talking about. And then the last thing that I want to make sure that you are doing is make sure that you're dressed for the job that you want to have. Mm -hmm. Not that you currently have, but the one that you want to have. And I want you to dress and groom yourself appropriately. It's crucial because people judge you for everything. Look at your shoes. Look at the cuffs of your shirt. Look at the way that, that your gig line is lined up. And yeah, that's that's Someone your says a gig line. That's an old that's an old uh, well sales. I heard that all my life growing yeah. up. But what is it? Uh, all right, so your the the buttons of your shirt need to line up with your belt buckle and your zipper. Yep, exactly. So that that it doesn't need to be all skewed apart. That's just that's just weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure that you're you you're you're fit to walk in the place. You do those things. Those gonna all make you feel better. That clean car that car that doesn't have the fast food bag in the in the floorboard all that those things are all about making you you as a person feel better and if you as a person feel better you're going to go in there with that smile you're probably going to be friendly and you're going to beep up up there and you're going to say you know call the the buyer by their name you're going to clearly state your name shake their hand okay we haven't talked about handshakes yet Shake their hands, exchange business cards, thank take, them. Take a second. What, you know, a handshake can say a lot about oh. you. Uh, it, all right, so a handshake should be nice and firm, and you just shake a hand straightforward. Once that you do not, and just, yeah, I know this is a podcast, but you can use your mind's eye. All right, we are not doing the fish, mm-hmm. which is just a dead hand. No squeeze back. Nothing. Just a, just, yeah, yeah there. We've we've touched skin. That's it. We're not doing the swimmer. That's a side to side handshake. Mm-hmm. The swimmer. We're not doing the water pump. Yeah. Where we just up keep pumping up and down. So good to see. Yeah. You. Exactly. And lovingly, I call this the Donald Trump, where you take them and pull them with like have that power play with mm-hmm. the handshake or turn their hand over. Yeah. Exactly. Also, uh. Shaking hands with a, a female professional, you do not do any other than use the same type of handshake that you do for a male professional. Don't don't tilt their hand over like any of that garbage. Don't pretend to, that you're going to be shivers and all. That's a business person, and if you do anything less than that, you're showing disrespect, and they're not going to do business with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't squeeze too hard. Be uh, conscious of older people because they they do have, you know, arthritis and things. You know, they get a certain age. I'm there getting close. Uh, If a lady has a bunch of rings or a guy has a bunch of rings, I'll be a little bit cautious about that as well. But a good firm shake. Yeah. That, you know, a real person has your hand. Yeah. It's a lot about not only your contact. Eye contact when you do that. Absolutely. Uh, because we we try to convey in something like that non-verbally is confidence, but not arrogance. Yeah. Not power. It's two people meeting to discuss something that potentially could be um, could be important to uh, to both of you, actually, but most important, the prospect. And my friends, don't ever let me hear about you shaking hands from a seated position. If you are physically able to stand up, stand up and shake hands. Yeah. Look the other person in the eye, stand up, shake hands. Yeah, you know, that's the proper way to do things. 
if you have to wait in the waiting room, um, always I hated sitting down because I, I'm just I'm I'm not a sit down person. But if I had to sit down for a while, then I'm sitting down at the, on the front third of the seat. My, my feet are on the floor. Mm-hmm. I'm not laid back with my arm slouching, my, slouching with my legs crossed, flipping through the magazines. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I am, I'm ready to spring into action. Yeah. Uh, also, um, let's talk about your hands. Uh, don't leave your hands in your pockets. And then, yeah, you know, if you have uh, the thing about sweaty hands and stuff, make sure you you dry your hands off, you know, on your pants leg or something prior to walking in for the meeting. Mm-hmm. All of those are just things that will make you feel better as the sales guy. Yeah, and so much of what we talk about here relates to our confidence. Yeah. Because if I'm confident, then I know I don't want to project an arrogance. I want to project the fact that I have something that potentially could help you. Maybe I don't. And if that's the case, I'll go to the next call. I'm not trying to make every person buy from me. I'm trying to make enough of them buy from me that I'm satisfying not only my goals, but helping them to achieve the same thing for theirs. We're dancing into success with this. Yeah. See how we can see what that is. Yeah. So, and and all we're talking about here is just that, that first, I mean, few seconds. All of this happens in just a handful of seconds. And but that's all you have. That's the, all the time that you have first impression to make that first impression. That's right. And that first impression, then that carries on. You, it's, if you mess it up, it's hard to recover. Well, I know that that's the starting point, but eventually we're going to move to an actual presentation. Uh, but we've got to be able to network and find people that will talk to us. And that would be essentially making friends and influencing clients, right? The networking advantage, which is going to be our next podcast. So join us next time when we drink coffee, make friends, and learn how to network. This has been Drink Coffee, Make Friends. It's what salespeople do. A resource brought to you by Middle Tennessee's Jones College of Business's Center for Professional Selling with Tom Coates. I'm Mark Roberts.